Hey guys, welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I'm Liv. And today we are doing another episode from isolation. Haven't left my house since recording the last one. Actually, since like way before recording last week's episode, but I can't believe a week has passed already. Oh my god. Um Okay, I'm just getting my little notes thing out. So yeah, welcome back, guys. Uh, like I said, <laughs> still in isolation. I think we're on like day 11 or 12 of um, not leaving our house, except Greg has gone to the grocery store one or two times, but I have not left. Well, okay, I went for a walk a couple times, but like I didn't go into anywhere. <laughs> uh, we did go for a walk earlier today though. Um, and we have this little waterfront kind of by our house. It's like maybe, I don't know, like a 15 minute walk. So we walked to there and it was super nice, really warm, highly recommend going for a walk. <laughs> Getting fresh air, uh, is something that I have to like remind myself to do especially when it's really cold out and you don't really feel like going outside. But today it was actually sunny. We had two kind of snowstorm things this week, which feels really unfair given all the other things that are going on in the world right now. Uh, not really too happy about that, but here we are. It's a sunny day. It's Saturday when I'm recording this. Ooh, almost didn't record an episode this week, but I did. You'd think that I would be just so on the ball with everything I have to do given, you know, the fact that I can't leave my house, but it's so much harder to do anything because uh, we're just in such like a weird limbo period right now where it's like, we don't know how long this is going to be lasting. And we're still in that kind of like, still feels like a snow day every day where you're just like, oh, I'll just watch movies all day and like check Instagram for memes about the virus. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. But I did want to just say thank you to everyone who reached out after the episode last week. I didn't really know what to expect when I posted it because I felt like it was kind of a rant, at least for the first half. But um, I got so many messages from people saying, like thanking me for sharing what I did in the episode and um, just, you know, for saying what I said. So you're welcome. Uh, I'm glad that there's so many people who agree with me because I kind of felt like no one was saying that, like no one was kind of saying that it was okay to be scared and that you shouldn't just be pushing yourself to be super productive. So I thought I might as well just come out and say it. And I guess a lot of you guys resonated with that. So, um, I actually, we do this on our, um, other podcast, my zero waste one with my friend Katie, but I wanted to do it with this one too. So sometimes we'll read messages or reviews that we got in regards to like previous episodes. So I thought I would do that today just about, um, the last episode because yeah, I don't know. I wanted to involve you guys in the episode, so <laughs> hope you don't mind. Um, I am going to just read a few of them. Okay. So the first one said, Hi, just wanted to say how much I loved your last podcast episode. It was I was a little hesitant to listen to it because I don't need more corona drama in my life, but it was just an honest, relatable talk. Heart emoji. Um, I loved that. I love corona drama. I don't know why that made me laugh, um, but I'm so glad you feel that way. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> this one is from Danny. I have this ritual to go on a long walk through the woods every Sunday and listen to your latest episode and it always gives me so much peace and I wanted to take a quick second to tell you how much your podcast means to me. Thank you. 
Now that the pandemic has given me so much more free time to go on extended walks, I've listened to every episode at least three to four times and desperately await every Sunday when there's a new one. Smiley face, love from Germany. So this message is the reason why I got my butt into this room to record today because I so did not feel like recording. I feel like this week has just drained me and I don't have anything to say except that I don't like pandemics, <laughs> but I decided to just record anyway because I saw this and I was like oh my gosh she's literally waiting for a new episode I can't let you down so um for anyone else who like waits to for my episodes <laughs> for your walks and stuff um that's really cute and I love you guys so much it honestly scares me that that many people are like waiting to listen to me talk because I something that I'm kind of insecure about I don't know if I've talked about this before but something I'm kind of insecure about is sounding stupid <laughs> and I feel like sometimes in these episodes when I start rambling and I say like a lot and I don't really know what I'm gonna say and I'm just hoping I find it along the way I end up sounding kind of stupid and uneducated and that's yeah just something that I feel insecure about a lot so uh it makes me happy that you guys actually like listening to this podcast <laughs> um okay someone else said loved your more I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Loved your most recent episode. I couldn't agree with you more. Some days have become so redundant and I'm burnt out trying to entertain my 16 month old. I always valued his daycare, but boy, oh boy, he gets so much more stimulation there than he does at home with me. My husband is deployed. That's for sure. My saving grace have been daily walks with him when the weather is nice. I like your idea about routine and doing little things for myself. Here's to changing into a new fresh outfit tomorrow, one day at a time. So I just want to interject here and say that I have been wearing the same outfit for three days, so I'm not even taking my own advice. <laughs> I usually tell people, because I work from home, I know, I'm sure a lot of people know this by now, but I know that you feel so much better when you put on a real outfit and like maybe do your hair but I've been in the same grubby sweatshirt and leggings for three days and it's very comfortable, but it looks bad and my dogs have gotten it so dirty and uh, yeah, so kudos to anyone who <laughs> put on real clothes today. Um, someone said, hey, just listened to today's podcast and wanted to say how much I value this podcast, especially in times like this. Similar to you, I hold routine and structure very close to my heart and when my routine is threatened, it's really easy for me to spiral. I've been trying to find normalcy and structure in every day and your podcast definitely brings that for me, so I hope you keep releasing episodes. <laughs> guys oh it just makes me so happy um okay and then this last one is from lauren she says hi Liv. just listen to the latest podcast first off my mom and i have been playing scrabble almost every other day and i find myself looking forward to it too for so for whatever reason it's so entertaining and relaxing to me Okay, just wanted to say Greg and I just finished playing scrabble right before i sat down to record this and i won again so just wanted to put that in there <laughs> Greg beat me like three times in a row after the first time we played and I started thinking he got like really good somehow and that I was never gonna win and I would get like actually upset when we played like I was like he because he doesn't make cool words normally he made a cool one he made beeswax this round which was like pretty cool but he doesn't even make cool words he was just like taking the good spots after I had made a cool word because I was so focused on making a cool word that I didn't notice that I like left a triple word square open and then he would take it and get way more points and I was like this isn't fair <laughs> like your words are so lame anyway so I was getting really upset but now I think I'm like seven to four 
beating him. So anyway, <laughs> going back to Lauren's message. Secondly, my brother, dad, and I used to have drawing contests in the same way you described having them with your dad and sister growing up. And I love that I wasn't the only one to do that. Such a fond memory. Finally, and most importantly, thank you for sharing your perspective and always being so open with your feelings through your platform. I think that it's easy for many of us to put on a mask when it comes to social media, so I really appreciate your honesty. Your point about some people's approach to the pandemic now resonated with me, and I'm hoping to find some ways to give back to those struggling most. Yes, I love this message so much because I think it's easy to kind of get into the headspace where you're like wallowing and feeling bad for yourself but it's so sometimes hard to remember that there's a lot of people who can use help in time like this so if there's any anything you can do to support someone who you know is struggling then I think it's it's honestly beneficial to you as well because you feel good for helping someone else um so something that I did we've been supporting the small businesses that we can that are like doing food delivery and stuff by just like ordering from them like the vegan butcher shop here we ordered one of their butcher bags um because we know that they had to close there's also you know obviously so many other businesses you can support as well you can buy gift cards for like if you know you're going to get your hair done sometime in the next six months um you can buy like a gift card for your hair salon which actually we're talking about beauty things today so Maybe that's a cool little tie-in. Maybe not. Um, (laughs) And then also ways to support people are just donating to an organization or donating to your local food bank or just calling someone who you know is struggling right now. Even if they're not alone, even if it's just your best friend, calling them and seeing their face and just like laughing with them can honestly make someone's whole day. It's Greg's dad's birthday today and we spent a like a good while this morning I don't know how long it was FaceTiming him and it was his sister who's at her house and then us and then his parents who's at their house and so it was like a little glitchy at first but I don't know once you kind of got into the swing of the conversation it kind of just felt like everyone was there together and it was so nice and I could tell it put Greg in the best mood which was so cute yeah thinking about others in a time like this is also a way to kind of get your mind off your own situation if your own situation is kind of shitty So yeah, thank you guys for sending in those messages. I read all of your reviews and messages as much as I can, and I appreciate them all so much. Like, oh, sometimes it's just the difference of one message that makes me record an episode that week. Like if I'm feeling really drained and just really like I don't want to do it because these episodes take a lot out of you, like monologuing for a good solid hour takes a lot of brain power, and I'm not the best at talking like I'm very introverted and reserved and quiet and if there's a group of people I'll talk if I have to but I'm not always the one to like keep the conversation going so this podcast is such a test for me a lot of the time so yeah sometimes it's just one message that's like the motivation for me to do another episode not that you guys are responsible for me recording my own podcast but you know what I mean like it's just nice to just read such nice words and I don't know gives me the warm fuzzies (laughs) before we get into the episode I also wanted to just do kind of an update since last week because I feel like a lot has changed in a week last week I was in a pretty I was not feeling mentally very happy I guess (laughs) which is understandable given the circumstances but normally I'm try to be you know a positive person and look on the bright side of things and I was having a really hard time last week um but I feel like we've finally kind of gotten into the swing of things 
waking up and knowing that you're just spending the whole day at home. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like this week was a bit of a turning point. I also started my period this week. So like the days <laughs> leading up to that, I was pretty down and feeling really sad and really anxious. And then once my period started, things kind of got a lot better. So I do know that some of it was hormonal related, but I do, I do definitely feel like my mindset has shifted a bit since things have kind of settled and we have gotten more of a routine. Um, I also joined TikTok this week. I'm not kidding when I say I think I was someone who criticized TikTok the most. Like I've known about TikTok for so long. It took me forever to download it. I wouldn't watch the ones that people sent me that were supposedly very funny. I thought it was so stupid. I thought the dancing was stupid. I was like, people look so dumb doing these dances. Like they're not even dancing. They're just standing there like (laughs) moving their arms around. It looks so dumb. There's like 15 year olds on here who are dancing very sexually. It's just, it feels very weird. It's like a weird new app. And I feel like an old person because I don't understand it. I don't know the trends. I was just like, no, no, no to TikTok. Like absolutely not. I am not getting another social media platform. I am not starting this. I don't have the time. Well, lo and behold, this week (laughs) I downloaded TikTok. I ate my freaking words. I seriously, as soon as I downloaded it and made my first TikTok, which was, um, it was just a little video about whipped coffee and I'll talk about this in a second because this also was a defining factor of my week but I just like I don't know it just felt like a quicker almost more creative new and exciting version of YouTube and I love YouTube so much I love being a YouTuber and making videos like editing videos is my favorite thing so TikTok honestly just sparked this the creative juices and like sparked this new form of creativity for me and I have just been loving it like I'm not gonna lie I love it and the problem is with TikTok is the more you're on it so first you get on it you're like judging people you're like skipping past the dancing ones you're like cringing you're like "Mm, no this is weird I just like the funny ones or I just like the recipes but then the more you're on it it kind of like changes your brain <laughs> and you start thinking the dancing's normal. And now I know two TikTok dances and the songs play in my head all day and I just rehearse the dances <laughs> in my head <laughs> and I still can't quite get them because they're hard. And all these freaking like 15 year olds who are just pumping out these dance videos I have so much respect for them. I'm like, holy shit. How do you learn all of these? First of all, how do you look good doing them? Second of all, like what even? There's still some things on TikTok that I very much shake my head at, but I think they're the kind of things that everyone shakes their head at. Like they're the kind of things that everyone is cringing about. But yeah, whoa, I have been making recipe videos and then I made one about my dogs and one where it's like, a glow up one where you like walk up to the mirror in your well in the outfit that I'm wearing right now my grubby sweatshirt and leggings and then you like put your hand over your phone so it like blacks it out and then when you take your hand away you're in like a beautiful outfit with your hair and makeup done 
took me straight up two hours to film and edit because well first I did the walking up shot and then you cover your phone and then you go to your whole hair and makeup and put on a cute outfit and then you you know take your hand away from the phone in a new clip and you're there in your outfit but syncing it to the song that I wanted because on TikTok there's like songs and then the lyrics correspond with like when you're supposed to do the different things anyway took me for freaking ever I was laying on the bed for an hour and a half trying to edit this like cutting like one second here and there trying to make it match up and I did it and I'm so proud of it um and it's fairly embarrassing but like I'm also very proud of it so yeah that <laughs> that's my TikTok update if you guys want to follow me I am at its.livebe I couldn't get it's live B because I was so late to join the platform. I couldn't claim my Instagram handle. So now I have a different one and I'm sure everybody knows how annoying that is when all your social media things are not the same. It's so frustrating, but that's what I get for being a, being a Grinch about TikTok. This is my punishment for making fun of people who are on TikTok. I also saw this TikTok that was like this guy walking in and it's like 90 babies who 90s babies who claim they hated TikTok and then there's like a guy dancing and it's like 2000s kids and he's like looking over at the 90s kid and the 90s kid is like hey <laughs> and anyway guys I just now I'm quoting TikToks as if people are gonna know what I'm talking about and I probably some of you do but there's still a lot of people who probably don't so if you don't have TikTok take it from someone who got to it too late just download it. I'm not even kidding. My friend's dad downloaded it and like makes recipes from it and sends her videos and he's so obsessed with it. And I think it's because once you find your little TikTok niche and you start finding a lot of people that are into the same stuff as you, it's like, wow, I don't know. It's so cool. And you feel like you're a part of this little community. But that was one of the big defining factors of my week this week and maybe why I'm in a better mood because I have this like thing to focus on instead of scrolling my phone all day okay and then the second thing that was defined my week so much and i'm gonna be honest changed my life is a whipped coffee so i think it's also called dalgona or dalgona or dalgona d-a-l-g-o-n-a dalgona coffee or or it's also called a greek frap or greek frappe I'm not sure exactly how you say it in the Korean or Greek version, but I call it whipped coffee and it's basically instant coffee has to be instant granulated sugar and boiling water. And then you whip it in a sand mixer or like with electric beaters or with a whisk if you have huge biceps for like 10 minutes and it turns into this like thick, gooey, like whipped cream, but a bit denser than that consistency and then you put a big blob of it on some milk with ice and then you mix it all together and it's like this thick creamy coffee milkshake it's honestly the best thing I've ever had and I've been making it every single day just as I was discovering this on YouTube because my mom sent me a YouTube video it was trending yesterday on TikTok and I was like oh my gosh I know how to make this so I made a video and I hashtagged it and I was just like part of the trending trend with like millions of videos about whipped coffee. So anyway, that's my spiel on TikTok. I do like it. I like it a lot. 
I, I hate to say it, but I swore I was like, there will never be a day when I have to join TikTok. I'm not going to do it. I have too many social media platforms. I don't understand it. And now I'm just like making whipped coffee and learning TikTok dances like it's nobody's business. I want to say I'm ashamed, but I just like it so much. I don't even care. So, okay, there we go. If anyone hasn't joined TikTok yet, do it. It's fun. Uh, it's a very creative outlet. Don't feel stupid about it. Just, just do it. Because if you're like me and you wait too long, you won't be able to get your username. So, okay, well, <laughs> there we go. Half the episode down and I haven't even gotten into the topic. So, today's topic, we are going to beauty school, which basically is just going to be me reviewing all of the beauty things that I have done and whether or not I think they're worth it. So this isn't going to be relevant to some slash a lot of you probably because not everyone is stupid enough to spend the amounts of money on these things that I have been. But I do know that a lot of you have been excited about this episode because I've been talking about it here and there and I have some messages of people saying that they're excited for it. So I thought I would just do it today. Again, it's not super relevant right now because most beauty salons around the world are closed, but I just wanted to do this episode because I feel like I do have some insight on these things and these are all like pretty, I would say pretty common and popular things that people do. I haven't had any plastic surgery, so I can't get into like lip fillers and Botox and stuff because I have not done it myself. Um, maybe in I don't know if I ever do those, I can do another one, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, so, you know, this will have to do for now. But today I'm going to be talking about eyebrows, eyelashes, nails, tanning, hair removal. And I'm not the most <laughs> like intense person with beauty stuff. I definitely enjoy trying out different beauty procedures. I like doing makeup. I like feeling like I look nice. But I also go through phases where I want like everything natural. I don't want to look like I have anything specialty done. And then I go through phases where I'm like, oh, let's put on fake nails. So I feel like right now I'm somewhere in the middle of like natural and obviously having some stuff done, if that makes sense. So yeah, here is to anyone who is looking to maybe get some of these procedures done or is wondering if they are worth it. So we're going to start with eyebrows. My eyebrows don't really grow, so I just pluck the stray hairs when I need to, like maybe once every couple weeks. I'm not lying, like I do not my eyebrow hairs don't grow. And so this is both good and bad. Obviously, it's less upkeep, but I also don't have a lot to work with. So my biggest thing with eyebrows was filling them in. So for a while, I was just drawing them on with a pencil. Like I kind of have a pointy arch, so I'd like round it out with a eyebrow pencil and, you know, put on some brow gel and stuff. But then I had the opportunity to get my eyebrows microbladed because I met this girl at a party who did microblading and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get my eyebrows microbladed. So she did them for me for free because I ended up doing a YouTube video and some stories like documenting my experience so she did mine for free but she charges three hundred dollars i think I, or maybe that was the special between three and four hundred dollars um for her microblading and i think that's like pretty standard i think in big cities it might be a little bit more expensive microblading is basically a more uh, sorry a less permanent face tattoo 
of eyebrow hairs. So I think with a normal tattoo, it goes down three layers of skin, but microblading only goes down one layer of skin. And it's basically where they take this like micro blade and um, make like tiny little microscopic cuts. Um, and they like draw a hair with the cuts and then you put pigment in it and it fills it in and it looks like a hair basically. Um, so it's not like a tattoo where there's a needle that like vibrates in and out of your skin. They're actually kind of like slicing your skin with a blade. It sounds really gross, but, um, she used freezing gel for mine. So it honestly wasn't that painful. Um, I barely felt anything. It's a little bit uncomfortable and you can like hear it slicing your skin, which is kind of gross. Um, and I'm a very queasy person. So I was like not down for that, but besides that it didn't hurt. And the only shitty part was the healing process because they heal kind of weird. So they'll like, you have to keep like a shiny kind of oily gel on them for a week, but they'll basically like scab and then flake off and then they'll fade and then they'll come back dark and then they'll kind of like settle into their color. So the healing process is a few weeks, but now that I've had my eyebrows microbladed, the last touch up I got was over a year ago and they still look amazing and it doesn't look fake at all. Like the hairs look so realistic and just look like your eyebrow hairs. So I don't even need makeup on my eyebrows. I do put a little bit on because I find it looks weird if I have like a full face of makeup and then nothing on my eyebrows. But if I'm just going out with no makeup, I love having my eyebrows microbladed because mine are very light and kind of sparse um, at the tails and in the arches when I don't have anything on them. But now that they're microbladed, they're just like perfect all the time. And I think if you have the money for it, microblading is definitely worth it. I 100% will pay to get it done again um, when mine fade because usually they last up to like three years. So I'm definitely going to keep getting mine done. Your eyebrows are such a defining kind of structural part of your face that can really change the look of your face. So I feel like if there's anything that I would do to my face, it would be microblading. Um, because it's the most permanent, it's the least amount of upkeep, and I think the price is worth it, especially if it lasts, you know, like three years. That's what a hundred dollars a year if you kind of broke it down. Personally, to me, that's like, you know, ten ish, less than ten dollars a month, and that seems worth it to me. Obviously, there's a lot of people who are like, Why would you you know, want to pay that much for eyebrows. But um, if you do have really light eyebrows and you spend a lot of time filling them in, then you probably will agree that it's worth it. So yeah, that's eyebrows. I definitely recommend microblading. I recommend it to everyone. Honestly, I had an amazing experience. Okay. The next one is eyelashes. So I have very straight and light eyelashes. So unless I curl them and put mascara on, you really can't see that I have any eyelashes at all. My eyes literally just look like a bald rat. So I have been kind of obsessed with eyelashes for a long time. I hate fake eyelashes. I hate the way they feel. I hate putting them on. I hate that there's always glue left over when you pull them off and it's hard to get off and they always really irritate my eyes. So I've worn them like a handful of times, like prom and a couple other occasions in my life and that's it. I really do not like them. 
So I'm always looking for ways to have nicer eyelashes without having to deal with putting fake eyelashes on every day. Some people do that and I do not know how because I do not have the patience for that. Um, so for a while, like a, a couple years on and off, I had eyelash extensions. I have such a love-hate relationship with eyelash extensions. I love how they look on other people, but I hated having them. Like they are the most <laughs> high maintenance, annoying and expensive thing I have ever done. Mine would start falling out around like two, two and a half weeks. And they just like, so when you have eyelash extensions, you can't use any oil-based products. And the only makeup removers that I have ever found that work for me are oil-based ones. So removing my makeup was always a struggle. You have to be really careful and just avoid your eyes. Um, sleeping, I always found like a lot of mine would come out on my pillow and they would also get kind of like tangled and they would twist around and go like upside down and like poke into my eyes. And what was the other thing that I, oh, and then I found that like, because I always got kind of a more natural look, so I didn't have to have so many on, I found that I still was wanting to wear mascara. And then if you put mascara on them, you have to somehow take it off. And then when I would take off the mascara, they would pull out. So I had them maybe like for six months at a time and then would just be like, fuck this because they're so annoying and they're very expensive. They're like $150 to get put on the first time. And then to get a fill, it's around like 50. That's probably on the cheap side. It's probably like $60 to get a fill every couple weeks, which is ridiculous. I cannot believe I spent the money on that. Honestly, it makes me cringe now. And it's so like every six months or so I get this urge to get them again because I'll see someone with them and they look so nice but I know how much I hate them and I just can't bring myself to do it anymore. If you have eyelash extensions and love them, good for you. But I did not have good experiences with them at all. Every time, I think like the, uh, not every time, but like the two times that I've got them fully taken off, my eyelashes were so broken. They were like half the length and quite sparse like they were just destroyed after the extensions and they take so long to like grow back your full natural set of eyelashes so after the last time when they were all like broken off into little stumps I was just like no I'm not doing this again and I haven't had them since so it's been like a year and a half since I've had them but what I did have done recently about a month ago actually was an eyelash lift and tint so that's basically like um, a lash lift is like a perm for your hair, but it's on your eyelashes and it just permanently curls them up as if you had just curled them with an eyelash curler. And I think for the lift and tint with like tip and tacks, it was around $100, which seems like a lot. Um, the tint lasted maybe like two or three weeks before it faded, but the um, lift, I would say maybe like half of my eyelashes are still lifted like they're kind of straightening out now um but it did last about a good month so it is definitely cheaper than eyelash extensions and for the first while they look exactly like eyelash extensions like I didn't even need mascara and if I did put mascara on they were like whoa like so long and so curled um and yeah now I definitely would go get it again if the salon was open because I 
felt like it was really worth it. The only thing I'm a little worried about is some of my lashes are a little wonky. <laughs> like some of them still kind of flip around and point downwards and get kind of like almost like a wave in them, which I think means that they were maybe overprocessed by the chemicals, which isn't good. And even putting those chemicals that close to your eye stresses me out. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like, I'll have to see once it's fully... I guess like once all of my eyelashes have like fallen out and replaced the ones that were permed. Um, but I mean, I did like it. I do find that they do look a little bit damaged, but I feel like it was worth it for how good they looked like with that amount of upkeep, which was basically nothing. Like the fact that I could still rub my eyes and like put makeup remover on and use oil-based products was so worth it to me compared to having extensions definitely liked the lash lift and tint okay so the next thing is nails so i want to talk about gel versus shellac versus painting them yourself i have just given up on painting my nails myself i will never use <laughs> regular nail polish ever again the fact that it takes so long to paint your nails and then they chip like the next day <laughs> I just can't deal with it anymore. I would not get, I wouldn't get a manicure or like do anything to my nails and get regular nail polish. I don't even know why they make regular nail polish because it does not stay on and it just looks so bad so quickly. So for the past couple of years, I've been getting either gel nails or shellac. For a while there, actually, I had nothing on my nails. But when I did my cookbook photo shoot two summers ago, I got my very first set of gel nails. I got them pretty short and the person who did them, I didn't really love it. They were kind of thick, um, but I didn't know any better because it was my first time. So um, yeah, I kept them on for probably like six months. So I got them filled like five or six times, I would say. Um, and a fill is basically when they just like file off the end and then fill in the back where your nail has grown out. So yeah, I had gel nails for a while. And then when I got those taken off, I got it done at a salon that I had never been to before. And they basically just like shaved my nails so thin when they removed it that they were painful. <laughs> like washing my hands in warm water or like showering or anything was painful. It was like I could feel the nail beds because the nail was so thin because they just like drilled off all the gel and my nails were pretty weak underneath. So yeah, that really sucked. I did not like that part of it. I think it's very dangerous to get gel nails if when they're removing them, they take off too much of your natural nail, which is really easy to do because the gel is just bonded to your natural nail. So sometimes it's hard to tell what's gel and what's nail. So you want to make sure that you go to someone who knows what the heck they're doing. After that, I let my nails fully grow out and like, oh, they were still damaged. They didn't grow out perfectly the same as they had been they're fine now but it took a long time to get them strengthened up again and I mean all like there isn't really anything you could do I just ate healthy and put hand cream on and sometimes put cuticle oil but for the most part there's nothing really you can do you just have to you know let your nails breathe and pray that they grow out quickly <laughs> um so then I started getting shellac because for my YouTube videos, I do like having something on my nails and I think having your nails like short and painted 
looks very classy, especially if they're kind of a neutral color. I think it just looks nicer in photos and like where I'm working with brands and I'm, you know, taking photos for things that are going to be used in advertising. I do like to have my nails looking nice. I did do shellac for again, probably like six months and shellac is basically like gel polish. So they paint it on your nails. It looks like a regular nail polish, but you have to cure it under the UV light but they can't add any length with that. So it just goes on your natural nail length, um, however long they are. And it looks like nail polish, but it lasts two to three weeks. I love shellac and you can take it off with just acetone. You don't have to drill it off with a file, which I really like because it doesn't damage your nails as much. That being said, uh, it is it costs about the same as gel nails, I find. Like when I was going to someone for gel nails, she just did it out of her house, but she charged $60. Um, and to get my nails done at the salon with shellac is, I think with tax and tip, comes to close to 60 So it's about the same cost. Shellac doesn't really save you any money. It just kind of saves your nails from getting so damaged. Um, and I think... I mean, when shellac grows out, it does look a bit more natural because you don't have that bump, but <laughs> I decided that I was overpaying for it and I didn't I didn't want to be spending that much money on my nails and I don't have my own like UV light and shellac. I thought about that and like doing home manicures, but I was like, eh. So anyway, I ended up getting Greg's mom to do them because she did nails for a long time and I was always kind of too shy to ask her to do mine because I was like, oh, I don't want her to like just feel like she has to do it. <laughs> I didn't want to be that annoying person that's like, can you, you know, take two hours out of your night to do my nails? Um, but she offered to do them one time and so I said yes, obviously, and she did an amazing job. They are gel, like straight up gel, not just shellac. They're just like nice and kind of a bit more strong, I would say. Like gel kind of strengthens how your nails feel because it adds an extra layer onto your nails. Um, but <laughs> now we're in quarantine isolation and have been for the past two weeks. And so my gel nails are, we're in trouble. They're grown out so long and they're like lifting and a piece just broke off before I did this. It's honestly mayhem. And I know a lot of you are probably in the same boat right now. If you just got your nails done and then weren't really expecting quarantine and lockdown and for everything to close and then your nail salon shut down, you're probably in the same boat as me. Like, oh my God, what is going to happen to my nails right now? Because you can't really peel gel off unless it lifts off itself, which sometimes it does. You can't pick at it because it'll feel like you're ripping your own nail off. So yeah, I'm on the struggle bus with the nails right now. I don't really know what to do. I'm going to try and file them off myself, but I don't think it's going to work. So yeah, normally I would say gel and shellac are both fine. I would recommend shellac if you want to try it for the first time. But I just love being able to get your nails done and then go do something right away. Whereas when you paint your nails yourself with normal nail polish, you have to sit there for hours so that it doesn't dent or like get a chip or something. And that always really annoyed me. And literally I would do my nails like three hours before going to bed. And then when I would wake up in the morning, I would have sheet imprints in my nails. So I just hate <laughs> painting my nails, which is why shellac and gel are usually worth it for me. Unless there's a quarantine, in which case I'm not, I'm not recommending it. I don't know what to do about my nails right now. They're getting so long and I really hate long nails. So I'll update you guys on what happens because these are not going to last very long, I don't think. 
uh, and they might take my natural nails with them. So I'm a little scared. Okay. The next thing we're going to talk about is tanning. So I have done self tanner, like the mousse kind, um, myself for a couple of years now. I don't do it all the time. I usually do it like when, like after Christmas when the winter is getting really bleak and you're like wishing it was summer. Um, so I usually do it like winter, spring into the summer a little bit. And yeah, it's basically, I mean, you just exfoliate and then you apply the tan and then you leave it on for eight hours and then rinse it off and it tans your skin. Um, it's the same stuff that they use in spray tanning, like the same chemical that makes your skin turn that color but it's just in a form that you can do by yourself at home. So I do like self-tanning. I think it can make you feel really confident and like add a little glow to you, which um, I think I definitely need in the winter because I'm quite pale and I just don't always feel the most confident when I'm super winter pale color. So I do love self-tanning and I do love having a bit of a glow. However, I did get my first spray tan last month at the beginning of February. Um, one of my friend's sisters started a mobile tanning business, which is where you just, they come to your house and spray tan you. You don't have to go to a place. And it was amazing. I thought it looked so nice and it looks really natural. Like I was really scared that it was going to come out orange, but it looked so just like bronzy and really pretty. And she did an amazing job for my skin tone because like I said, sometimes you can look a little bit too dark or like a little bit orange with spray tanning, but she was so knowledgeable. Um, for anyone in Halifax, it's called Keeny Tan and their Instagram is at K-I-N-I dot T-A-N. She charges, I think it's $60 for one tan um, or it's cheaper if you do like two people at once. But the next trip I take or the next event that I have to go to, I 100% I'm getting a spray tan. I am like fully converted. I loved how long it lasted. I loved how deep and natural it looked. And yeah, so I definitely think that's worth the money. It does only last like a week, but it was just worth it for how quick and easy it was and just painless. <laughs> like self-tanning yourself honestly is kind of annoying and you can get streaky and if you don't do it right it definitely doesn't last that long but having a professional spray tan you is is very luxurious and I do recommend it I was a little scared before my first one but I'm fully converted we're supposed to be going to a country music festival this summer it likely will get canceled because of the virus but if it doesn't and we're also going to Jazz Fest. Um, Alessia Cara is playing at Jazz Fest, so we're going to that. But unless that gets canceled too. But they're both in July, so I'm hoping they don't. Um, but yeah, if they don't, I'm getting a spray tan for that for sure. Uh, yes, hair removal. Okay, so hair removal. Where to begin? I'm going to talk about laser hair removal because I feel like that's like the top of the top procedures that you can get shaving at home and then you have waxing at home and then you have going to the salon to get waxed and then you have laser hair removal so I've done all of them for a long time I just shaved everything myself and then I started waxing myself at home so I waxed my legs and bikini area which is not fun to do yourself let me tell you it is 
very hard to motivate yourself to rip off the wax strip on sensitive areas. I'm not going to lie. It is not fun and it is not easy, but I just really, really don't like shaving. So yeah, I really liked waxing, especially for my legs because it just lasted so long. But since discovering laser hair removal, I think it's like two summers ago now, I've gotten laser on my armpits and then Brazilian bikini laser, which is basically like what a Brazilian wax is like. So there's still, you know, a section of hair that's left where you want it. Like it's not just the full thing. Well, it can be the full thing, but I wanted to leave a section of hair anyway. And does it hurt? Yeah, it freaking hurts. Um, but it's very, very fast. It works very, very well. And I fully recommend it. If you have the money for it, I know it's not cheap. I've probably spent more money than I want to admit on laser hair removal, but I just, I cannot recommend it enough especially if you get ingrown hairs, which I did a lot. I got a lot of irritation in my armpits and I got a lot of irritation and a lot of ingrown hairs along my bikini line. And I have not dealt with a single ingrown hair since getting laser hair removal. And I actually started getting um, laser hair removal on my legs, but then I had to stop because it got too expensive. And when I bought my house, I like really needed to cut back on my spending. So I had to stop that. So I got a few treatments of that on my legs, which actually did help. I definitely noticed my leg hair is a bit more sparse, but it still grows and I still have to shave it. Yeah, basically like I'll have to shave my, not really my bikini line, kind of like the, the part on your thighs where sometimes the hair grows. I'll have to shave that every once in a while. But other than that, I don't really have to shave anything on my bikini line or my armpits. You will notice if you have some light hair, which everyone does, even if you think you have like all thick, coarse hair, once the laser gets rid of that, you will notice that you have some really light blonde hairs that grow in. I'm pretty sure everyone does. Um, and the laser is basically never going to get rid of that. So you do sometimes still have to shave occasionally, but like it's so worth it. It's pricey, but if you are someone who like struggles with painful ingrowns and like getting infected ingrown hairs, definitely look into laser. You want to be really careful where you go. Like make sure you go somewhere that has a ton of experience and where all the technicians are really, really experienced. I went to a place um, here in Halifax called Crest Haven Laser and they specialize only in laser and I trust them so much and I've never had a bad experience. Definitely go to a place that just specializes in laser to make sure that you're not going to get burned or something because it is, you know, kind of dangerous if they don't really know what they're doing. So yeah, I think we're going to stop there. Um, I'm tr I was trying to think of like other stuff that I've had done. We could talk about some other little things here and there, but I think that kind of covers the majority of the things that I have had done that are like bigger procedures <laughs> than just stuff that you can do at home. Um, so yeah, there we go. I hope that that was interesting. I hope that you guys learned something or maybe if you've also had these things done, um, maybe you can relate to my experience or maybe you had a much better or worse experience. Either way, I would love to know. Send me a message on the Instagram at Life Chats with Liv B. Um, and if you haven't yet, make sure to rate and review the podcast. I appreciate all of you guys listening so much. I know that a lot of you 
um, are in isolation right now. So I'm just really happy to be talking to you guys. I hope you're all taking care and doing well. It is a scary time in the world, so I hope this at least provided a little distraction for you. If you guys are looking for a distraction, get TikTok because it will take over your life. Uh, <laughs> um, definitely follow me on TikTok. It's dot live And yeah, that's going to be it for me today. I hope that you guys are having an amazing Sunday wherever in the world you are. If you have any requests for future episodes or maybe something you want me to talk about next week, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. That is everything for me today. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.